Awake in the Dream Radio with Laura Eisenhower and Dr. Dream. Raising your frequency and expanding your consciousness one guest at a time. Welcome, everyone. Today is Tuesday, February 5th, 2013. You have found yourself at Awaken the Dream Radio. I am your co-host tonight, Dr. Dream, and our wonderful, amazing other co-host is... Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. How are you, Dr. Dream? I am doing very well. No complaints at all, um, basically. <laughs> How are you doing, Laura? I'm doing great. Uh, interesting week, interesting energies. What do you make of it? How, how are you experiencing it and just with clients and everything? What, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I mentioned in our newsletter um, this week that it, it seems like the um, uh, energies for the first month of 2013 were all about balance. And i got to tell you now that um, we're several days into um, to February, I think it's still about balance. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like it, I just think it's always about balance. I'm, it's such the uh, ever a longing quest for so many of us to find that inner stability in such an unbalanced world. But, yes, definitely there's particular periods where it's uh, extra highlighted, um, which allows us to really work it. But, yeah, really interesting forces, very contradictory energies um, in the planets. So it gives us a chance to really integrate, you know, very different forces, uh, which which is good. Nice. I have to, to share a little story. I mean, this this whole aspect of – you know, really all of us trying to find balance as um, embodied humans having this experience. And now, you know, even in a, in a more highly energetic environment, um, I have a client that um, is in um, checked in, voluntarily checked in to a facility to get some assistance. It took a couple of weeks to, to get out of balance and, and, it's just wild. So I've been spending some time at this hospital, and um, I was talking to one of the nurses today And uh, she, as I was leaving, and she said, you know, it's, it's really nice to have you here. You, you have a calming effect. And I said, well, that, that's nice, but I, I said, i got to tell you, I feel like any one of us could almost end up in here that we're all walking a fine line. And I, I'm, I really feel that way, and so I just think it's really important that we, we – recognize that everyone's going through a lot and we really go out of our way to um to take care of people yeah and it starts you know with with everybody's uh personal relationship with themselves with their loved ones with their children with their you know or or else we're not really serving anyone if we if we don't first take care of you know our home or else we come home you know we come back drained and out of balance uh because you know it's it's a full scope balancing integrating process and yes it's very very important yeah so while we're here talking about balance and energies and everything else why don't you lead us um into some of the astrology well mars and neptune are conjunct and this can be you know very difficult for a lot of people uh because mars 
is action orientated. It's uh, very willful. Uh, you know, it's ego, and it's also the warrior. Um, ego is not a bad thing, of course, but when it's out of alignment and not connected to spirit, it can be very selfish, very um, aggressive and dominating. And when it is in alignment, uh, it can really serve our higher self and allow, you know, our multidimensional awareness to really come into this reality. And so this is our opportunity uh, with Mars conjunct Neptune as well as Mars going into Pisces. So people will find, uh, you know, they might be navigating through some of their unconscious energies, fears, um, and things that, uh, you know, if they don't clear, can distort reality. And, uh, you know, Neptune and, and Pisces also rules compassion. So, you know, if anybody's on the receiving end or is the one going through the process, it's really important to, you know, do your best to hold space and to recognize that these things are really amped up right now. And, um, and uh, you know, there's just a lot to purge. There's a lot to clear. We've been bombarded for thousands of years with all sorts of negative energies and programmings and abuses and uh you know the divine human's been targeted and uh, same with sacred union relationships and also our own relationship to spirit and um, we've all been affected in our own ways so this is a chance to really dig into that which you know i'm sure you're noticing just energetically with your clients wouldn't you say and just what you're seeing just in your experience right now and with you with a lot of neptune energy you must be feeling some of it yeah most Definitely. I mean, it's it, it's been absolutely wild. And I also just get a lot, of, like you were saying, a lot of reflections from, from my clients that come in. Um, I do have a funny little thing. I, I had a client in this week, first-time client, and I always ask about uh, what's going on in the physical and emotional body. And uh, straight face, this person looked at me and said, nope, physically, everything's fine with me. And then I said, oh, okay, well, how's everything with the emotional body? And she said, no, everything's fine with the emotional body. And at the end of the session, I said, I know you just met me. And so I understand you didn't kind of want to go into any of your stuff. But um, in that initial moment when she said that, there was incredible disbelief. I'm like, how can you be an embodied human right now and tell me that physically and emotionally everything's balanced for you? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Another awesome thing to look forward to is uh, the new moon on Saturday. Um, it's in Aquarius, and it's going to be squaring the nodes, uh, north node being in Scorpio. So um, that's going to be intense because it's a big, you know, seed planting day of putting out our, our wishes, our dreams, our intentions. And um, and with the Aquarian energy mixing with the Scorpio energy, it, it, it kind of – it's another one of those sort of extremes – uh, where, you know, Scorpio energy is very much uh, like intensity, passion, um, depth, and uh, it's, it's, it's really, you know, if, if, if afflicted can, can be pretty destructive. And then the, the Aquarian energy is rather detached and more intellectual, so these two meet on such a significant day to plant seeds. So it helps us recognize that, you know, we can be detached, we can be intellectual, but this gives us a chance to kind of connect the poles to be very anchored as well in our emotional body and our soul essence and uh, really work those forces. So that's exciting. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts about just everything, you know, happening on the planet right now after this shift time? Isn't it awesome that these energies, I mean, it's just great to see how the alignments are playing out, you know, after this shift time to really clean it up. You know, it's like everything is just, really working us it's like it's it's therapy you know just to pay attention to the cosmos and really tune in it does it for us i mean if we can stay conscious of it 
Absolutely, I think. Um, and I really like that we've got the new moon coming up and, you know, how powerful it is to to dream, to, to conscious dream and to to really, you know, just put that that creation energy, that manifestation energy, and and to wrap it up in 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 just all our emotionality of love, and and our passions. And so um, I'm particularly excited about this time right now coming up. Yeah, and also people watch out for a Saturn square in Venus um, on Sunday. Uh, it's going to require us to be extremely mature uh, in our relationships. And um, to recognize where we might fall into power struggles and, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, some of those things that cause us to just go into insecurity or the need to control because both are connected. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always interesting when, when conflict happens because one has to decide, do I confront, do, I, do we, you know, talk about it, or is it something that should be let go of? And uh, it almost feels like one's walking on fire or eggshells. Uh, not really knowing what to do, maybe because of past experiences of it not going so well. Um, and also, you know, sometimes it does go really, really well. And at the same time, the inner work can have a similar effect where sometimes it goes really, really well, and other times it plunges us into really, really uncomfortable territory. But either way, whatever happens, however you choose to work these energies, you know, just stay as grounded as possible and, um, you know, really sets the stage, you know, if there needs to be a discussion so that both parties are involved and, you know, everybody can bring the best of themselves forward. To me, it's like almost like going through a pencil sharpener. We're really refining, you know, the heart energy um, based on our own inner authority and our own uh, connection to source rather than the false authority structures and distortions that have, you know, created these programmings that we're, you know, fighting to break free of. Just another pointer. <laughs> I love it. Anything else on the astrology front? Oh, not – well, you know, I uh, everybody check out the newsletter. That's, that's uh, where to find um, – the, the long sort of version, uh, we have a newsletter that comes out every week, and it posts all our events and conferences, you know, guests for our radio show, and, uh, you know, just um, a little bit of a brief summary just about the week. And, uh, yeah, that's where to, you know, really get, get the rest of it. That's perfect. So if, um, if our listeners would like to sign up to be on that email list, and this is where the most complete astrology forecast um, from Laura is put. We don't post it anyplace else. Um, you get part of it on, on the broadcast um, each Tuesday. But um, And then all of our events and different things going on and special links and all of this, just us kind of once a week bringing you a little more into our world. Um, you can go to CosmicGaiaSophia.com. You can go to TourOfLove.com drdream, drdream.com, any of our sites, healthyfamilynow.com, and you can, um, you'll see the box to sign up uh, for our newsletter, but um, it's something we're really excited about, so um, we hope you'll join us with that. And now just while we're talking about um, things that are coming up, um, so we don't need to uh, mention this um, at the end, I'm just going to... Um, mentioned some of the events we have coming up. March 30th and 31st um, with Portal to Ascension, we're going to be doing a Cosmic Reunion 4th Density. Um, April 12th to 14th, we'll be out at the uh, Lucidity Festival, um, and uh, that's up in Santa Barbara. April 25th to 27th, Philadelphia um, with Free Your Mind. 
And um, in June, we'll be at the Star Knowledge Gathering in Ogden, Iowa. But if you go to any of our sites, um, touroflove.com or cosmicgaiasofia.com, um, now is really the time to pay attention to these events because uh, many of them give um, uh, pre-advance uh, purchase discounts and things like that. So we'd just like to let you know um, what's going on. And now, really, um, we've got... Um, a repeat guest tonight, um, Lisa Renee, and we had an issue um, the last time she was on. So um, we are going to um, just go ahead and dive in. And by the way, the broadcast will go till um, 8 o'clock tonight. It, it's a two-hour broadcast. Um, and so um, let's uh, go ahead and get started with no further delay. So welcome back to Awaken the Dream Radio. I am so excited to have Lisa Renee back. Uh, this is part two of our interview. We got cut off last time, um, and that really worked out for us because it means we get to have more of her on, uh, and we get some extra time that we wouldn't have had. So I, I really embrace the fact that that happened. Um, Lisa is incredible. She is an Ascension educator, a guardian mentor, a starseed advocate, She's an emissary for the Guardians and a spokesperson for the Shift of Ascension. Along with the Guardian groups, her mission is to support humanity through their evolution with education, awareness, and by discussing the impacts of the frequency shifts upon the planet, human beings, and consciousness. I personally came across Lisa when I was getting over uh, the Mars stuff um, back in 2006. And at that point, I was coming into a deeper awareness of what it all meant and how it related to timelines and stargates and really a new phase of my life's calling. Uh, a few people pointed me in her direction, and then my inner knowing just knew that I needed to reach out. And so we did make a connection, and it was wonderful because she already had an awareness of me in my journey and shared so much love and support. And uh, I just hold it so dear to my heart because, as I said in part one, I, I don't really resonate with a whole lot out there. But the impact it had made it so clear to me that she is beyond the real deal, and she fully, fully walks the talk. As it states also in her bio, i, I shared a little bit um, in the very beginning from her bio, Lisa is continually downloaded with consciousness intelligence packets and then is trained to comprehend the science of ascension and its dynamics upon humanity and the planet through guardian groups. The understanding of organic spiritual technology is experienced through her own personal conscious evolution, moving through the multiple dimensions of the time fields. You can read the rest of her bio on the event page, and it's, it's incredible. Uh, her work, you know, when, when I look at it and, and what I've seen, the impact that it's had is, is just so profoundly helped people put things into perspective. It has allowed a clarity uh, for people that helps to ground our experiences and how to come to terms with the manipulations and the distortions that so many are unable to see through. It also helps us to handle the fact that there has been a very uh, strong hijacking of the ascension path that took place quite a few years back. Uh, most who have been on a similar path of knowing who they are, um, have not really had an arena or community to share with or relate to, and she provides this with her website. It's incredible. I, I encourage people to check it out um, because there on her website, uh, you know, one is able to really, you know, understand the tools and different energetics to get in touch with, so it becomes an experience. You know, one is really able to uh, embody and, and become aligned, so it's, it's, it's much more than just the information. On top of that, though, she has a monthly report that gives the real galactic news and what we are up against in regards to negative ET races and their use of technology. It also empowers um, our potential. 
uh, as divine sovereign beings. It's it's just incredible. I could say so much. I have so much love, gratitude, and respect for her, and just how she exists at the pulse core of truth. She's a clear channel to the most crucial energies to align with that relate to our divine blueprint and our origins. And, you know, it's really taken so much work to overcome the sabotaging and hijacking of this ascension timeline to really rise above it and continue in our missions towards victory. And it's because of women like her and the tremendous amount of work she's done that we are where we are today. And she's just in total service to the collective in Gaia. And it's my absolute honor to reintroduce her and be on this show again with her. Welcome, Lisa Renee, to the show. Hi, my dear Lord. Thank you so much for that incredible welcoming and also to say that it's fantastic for me and is so heartfelt for me to finally come in contact with you because there's been a few beings and I, I'm sure you relate to that where you have an awareness of someone in the periphery for a very long time but when you live in sort of the synchronicity and you wait for the appropriate timing you know I can always see these circles of synchronicity that finally bring an intersection between the path and we have finally experienced that intersection and it brings me so much joy to bear witness to that because like you I was aware of you like out there <laughs> in the periphery but apparently it wasn't time to connect until just this last year and then finally actually very recently be able to be graced with your presence. So thank you so much, Laura. It's it's just fantastic to finally reach this point where we can intersect and connect like this. Oh, thank you so much. It means so much to me. Well, this is a very exciting um, evening for us, Lisa. You you've uh, managed to be the guest twice in three weeks. It's a new record <laughs> for Awaken the Dream Radio. And we, we just couldn't be more pleased. I I mean, obviously, both of us, but I speak for myself, I just couldn't be more pleased um, to have you back, particularly because I had to give up my setup um, in the last broadcast so, so Laura could be present and have everything work out, and, and um, we dodged most of those bullets that night until the final one. So... <laughs> Um, this is this is this is fun, and I've, it's um, just divine perfection, of course, in, in how it all plays out. Um, my first question uh, this evening is to get um, a little more information on the guardian perspective of the Ascension timeline. And mm -hmm. maybe start the explanation um, for those listeners that are not fully um, immersed in, in all of your information with um, an explanation of the guardian forces. Very good. Thank you, Mark. Yes. Well, the, the guardian forces are beings that I would explain. Most of them are light beings, meaning they're not in a form that humanity would understand, you know, in terms of their existence. And yet some of them do incarnate in both extraterrestrial types of forms and humanoid type of forms. But the common collective of this particular group is a Christed intelligence of unity. So from their perspective, saying unity intelligence and crystal star or consciousness, it's one and the same. It's a consciousness that is directly connected to the source that is assisting this planet at this time to 
have a opportunity to experience in physical matter what it means to be God and sovereign and free. So this particular planet has undergone a lot of territorial disputes and conflicts regarding control and genetic preferencing, and that has also resulted in levels of discrimination depending on the particular extraterrestrial groups and hive minds and the various levels of belief systems that operate in these particular realities. So we have a very interesting dynamic on planet Earth where planet Earth is a genetic library of the universe where lots of genetic material has been seeded over the course of many millions of years, actually. And this has been a place that is really the heart of the uni- of the universal structure where everything happens in terms of genetic hybridization and experimentation and things like that. And we have had histories of abuse which have created detriment and deterioration into the genetic templating of many of the species on this planet. And so from the Guardian perspective, there has been a, a call, let's say, a consciousness or clarion call from Mother Earth and from the beings that are here to protect Mother Earth and the genetic library here, where priesthood beings are here to protect the sovereignty and the integrity of the vibration of the DNA templating structure and of the of the genetic material that has been seeded on planet Earth, and one of those being the the human being, the divine human angel that you're also, which is operating at a very low level of its potential, meaning in terms of DNA strands activated in the Guardian model, there are twelve. There's a minimum of twelve strands of DNA. And the human being at this particular timeline is maybe active in two, two and a half. So some of our indigo kids and indigo races that have agreed to come here on this planet have imprints that have activated certain higher DNA strands. And this, again, is for the overall divine plan to assist in the forward movement progression of evolution of a species that has actually regressed in its potential to the point of near annihilation to recover that and to assist in a forward momentum of evolution where the human race and the future potential of the human race is able to exist in form bodies such as in this density, but to experience an at one with the source, a sovereignty and a freedom which is the the frequency quality of the source light is sovereignty and freedom. So we have a lot of beings that have acted as intermediaries on this planet and promoted what's known as false ascension timelines, false ascension plants, through literal understanding of false god constructs. So many of these false gods are extraterrestrial and have decided to become intermediaries between the human being and the source. And the sovereign light of the guardian forces is to protect the divinity of each being to have the right to fully connect to their own source light and to the directs rather than having an intermediary. So that is really the crux of what the guardian forces are, is to protect the divinity of each being in that the being's choice to fully connect in a direct relationship with their own source light. And what has happened down here is actually the opposite. 
where that connection has been interfered with, and that is one of the reasons why there has been a guardian intervention on this planet, of which, in the guardian perspective, has been a prison planet, meaning that this planet has been suppressed with frequency fences that cap off the ability of the soul and the spiritual expression to beyond a certain parameter. So it's like saying on planet Earth, there's been a parameter of existence that exists within a certain frequency. And when there are beings down here that actually expand their consciousness and their spirit bodies, meaning they become embodied in that source light because there's various layers and levels of that frequency coming into embodiment. When they reach a certain threshold, they would be attacked or they would be manipulated or they would be superimposed with karmic load. And this would be to prevent the the freedom of what spiritual ascension means, which is literal at one with the source light, which happens through unity intelligence or the cosmic Christ consciousness. So a lot of distortion to the cosmic Christ consciousness has also happened on planet Earth by distorting a planetary Christ to appear crucified and tortured as a redeemer when the cosmic Christ is actually about the sovereign freedom of direct alignment to the source light. So we are on a timeline now which has been liberated, which means the potential of the sovereign free ascension timeline as protected and anchored by the guardian host, which is also called the Aurora host or crystal host, has now become the time on planet Earth. And this has happened actually just in January this year. We ended a 26,000-year cycle, which has been an age of evolution and prog- you know, progression, or we could say de-evolution, uh, in understanding we've, we've just exited out of a very dark age of control. And the control has been waged in alien technology, which uses mind control archetypes and various sophisticated technologies to suppress human beings in belief systems that are actually more damaging for their soul and for their growth than progressive. So we've reached a milestone where the crystal host, the Christ consciousness, the guardian forces are hosting this planet, which means the probable and uh, possible timeline of ascension, freedom from reincarnation is possible for this planet. And there is a, a window of time of which this is being held for beings that are both incarnate here in this dimension and incarnated in other dimensions and also people that choose to leave their bodies at this time because the actual death process has changed also how the process of dropping a body and moving into the astral plane that process is now forever changed on the earth and that means that the progression of freedom can also be had in the soul planes there's still shenanigans and things happening there but what is extremely important and beautiful in terms of what we have worked very hard on planet earth to achieve is the ascension timeline of full liberation from reincarnation wheel 
and the ability to experience the direct God connection is possible. Its potential is here. And this is now what we're assisting is now that that has been brought here and anchored as a part of the host. Now the next part of the process is really the re-education of value in bringing humanity back to humanity, meaning what has happened to planet Earth is alien. It is not humane. It is not what it what a true human being is. And so we have to now re-educate ourselves and reprogram ourselves from the trauma, the pain, the fears, and the suppressions and oppressions in every possible permutation that we have experienced on planet Earth since birth because it's embedded in our social structures in our economic and financial and monetary systems. The the systems that have been set up on planet Earth are actually under negative alien control. So now we reach a time where the re-education and the rehabilitation of humanity can begin. And that's, again, a fantastic thing. We've we finally have made it to that point. So does that uh, describe the Ascension timeline to you? Yes, absolutely. Now, it it then brings up something for me. Um, with all the interference, what what is the process for people as they're um, awakening to all of this, as as they are understanding it? What's the process to keep a person from feeling? Like the 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 lowest energetics of being a victim, with 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 all the interference and everything that's been going on to us, what 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 keeps us from from melting into that victimhood? <laughs> that's a fantastic question, and I think this is so pertinent for so many light workers on our planet. As we briefly touched in our last interview, you know, talking about the persecution complex, which is a, a a memory embed in the planet that is played over and over again to enforce that victimhood. So first of all, having context into the larger overview of the negative alien agenda uh, is very helpful in understanding the global scape because a lot of the times in the beginning of the awakening process, people are like, you know, what does that have to do with me? Why is this important? The reason why it's important is because the negative alien agenda has defined everything that we have believed socially, you know, philosophically, logically, and emotionally that we are as human beings. So it's like saying a negative, the negative alien agenda has superimposed its belief systems on human beings so that human beings believe that they are something they are not. So in order to get to the truth of the alignment, true core spiritual purpose and remembering what it feels like to be connected to the source light, to our own soul, to our own spiritual being, we have to learn to have the context of the overview. Yes. Can you hear me? Laura. Hello. Yeah. Did we just leave the – did it just go out? Okay, here he is. Okay. I'm here. Okay. We have the oh. announcement, Bell. Okay, so I'm back. Great. I'm not sure what happened, but um... – <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the good, the, I think the the best thing is that we're all um, have such a sense of humor about it. I think that's the best and possible way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also really helpful. 
Wow, this is uh, this is great. So, um, yeah, I, you're talking <laughs> about the victimhood. I don't know if you want me to just continue on that vein. Um, that. If there's, I, I'm not sure where we got cut yeah, off from what happened. <laughs> if, you, if you want to um, just sort of take it where you want to take it, or we sure. can move into another question. I'm I'm wide open and with a big smile. Thank you. Well, I think that it's important to really emphasize that it what's to help us gain clarity over the confusion that is propagated on our planet because the negative alien agenda is very strategic in a military-like way of creating divide-and-conquer strategy, which primarily use chaos and disruption and victim-victimizer as a means to destroy unity. So when you understand that is the agenda and you see it operating in the larger worldscape, you can see it at the worldscape level and you'll see it drill down into the microcosm, you know, in your own interpersonal relationships with others, in other dynamics of community or gathering or group. I'm sure many of us as a part of the Lightworker community have seen these attempts to create focus on division and to split apart rather than creating a true unconditional love and unity and being able to focus on the commonalities of which we all share. And that is very key in understanding what that force is. If we were to describe the negative alien agenda, we would call it a predator force, you know, and this is how it works. When we don't address that particular force, meaning forces of predator or forces of darkness, we can become easily manipulated by forces we don't understand. And it comes to our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities, which is our fears and our angst and our unresolved emotional conflicts. So one of the first things that's extremely empowering in being able to see the larger picture and to rise above this cycle of victim and victimizer and feeling that suppression is that the true empowerment is in knowing who you are as an internal light being, as an eternal God being inside your heart and learning how to source that and feel that and connect that presence within you so that you're complete guided and directed by your inner light source rather than being uh, chaotically slapped around in the external forces, the world of forces that many people don't understand at this time, because that's that's truly what happens is because we're not understanding impact and the influence of forces in the environment, we get slapped around uh, by those forces and it can make us feel very beaten up in the process of attempting to really find who we are and live our creative purpose because every being on this planet wants to feel the true creative expression of their spirit. This is where true happiness and joy and peace reside in all of us. That's a part of finding the connection to your inner spirit. So to do that, you have to weed through any emotional conflicts you may have, fears you may have, things that actually control your behaviors. You start becoming more aware of the unconscious or subconscious reactions you may have and understand that at any point you have the power to choose. Choose what thoughts you will own as a part of your being, meaning there can be fearful thoughts or scary thoughts or angry thoughts or judgmental thoughts. This doesn't mean that defines you as a human being. You keep coming back to understanding, I am the eternal self. 
I am part and parcel of God's eternal light to really ground that within you. And as you again, recognize and acknowledge that in yourself, it registers within your cells and you'll start to become much more aware of unconscious reactions and behaviors or emotional conflicts that maybe haven't been resolved thoroughly. And it gives you an opportunity to address that, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of clarity of truly learning how to be the neutral witness when faced with things that appear to be fearful or painful, really understand the truth in that is, is that you are an eternal God being. Every being is part and parcel of God's light. So coming into that truth in your own heart and bringing the focus there is, again, it is a part of a discipline in the beginning of learning how to refocus yourself back into your core, back into self-source and self-accountability and responsibility, because this requires that each of us take full responsibility for the direction that we place our energies, what we focus upon, what our priorities are, what we energize. So that choice is and responsibility is with each one of us. And that's the responsibility that each of us has to take to truly move into what it means to be a sovereign God being. But again, this is the time and age that we begin that process on planet Earth, which means there's a fairer playground for us to be able to reach that. And I do believe as well as more critical mass as we move into the future time space, because this is so recent as well. Literally within the time fields, you know, this full anchoring has only happened since the first week of January. So we're learning to walk, to exist, to be in a completely new energetic terrain. And that will be revealed to us through the dismantling of any falsities or um, parts of the material structure that we have put too much of our investment in, meaning that we believe we need money or we need something to be happy we'll start to see all of those sub-personalities and layers being revealed to us so we can be freed of those limitations and understand that our only real security and our only real supply is the direct connection with God. There is nothing else. So I hope that's helpful because I certainly have so much compassion for the difficulties and the challenges that so many of us in this light working and starseed family have undergone to come to this time and, you know, clearly many of us, and I hear this often in the community as well, we're just tired. <laughs> we're so ready for something different. Uh, so the good news is, is that the fields are definitely different. This should help to support this movement in a way that we have not experienced in this density before. And that really makes it exciting in what's happening to planet Earth at this time. It oh, sure does. Awesome. Thank you so much for that explanation. So my question is, I, I think people really don't know what's been happening behind the scenes and really, you know, what we do behind the scenes, uh, you know, the star seeds and light workers and truthers. And, and maybe you could just let the audience know uh, about the hijacking of the 5D Ascension Path and how we were able to, in a sense, rehabilitate it. Because we did come, it seems, real close to uh, – just some danger zones, and I just love people to understand just, you know, what, what has really been going on behind the scenes and what technologies have tried to really sabotage uh, where we are today. Yes, that's a great question. And in actuality, when we understand the larger picture of the mechanics of creation in that 
higher dimensional frequencies that exist in other dimensions are actual timelines and probable events that can happen on those timelines. So as we move up the scale of frequency, we actually move forward time. So understanding timelines is also a part of understanding how the negative alien agenda strategy has been to suppress humanity from from realizing that there are multiple timelines and that we're not just subjected to whatever the Armageddon program is and what the religious uh, brainwashing has been putting out in terms of the Armageddon and the cataclysms and the things like that. So what the negative alien agenda has done is actually prey upon histories that our memories have been wiped of, but that the cellular body still remembers. So it's like understanding that the cataclysm of Atlantis uh, the histories of Holocaust and genocide with the Lemurians and the Atlanteans and many other cultures that have been on this planet. These are histories that have been lost uh, and, and purposely taken and erased and hidden by the negative alien agenda, which means that most of us on planet Earth are in amnesia. We don't remember where we came from, and because of that, we don't know we're from the stars, and we also don't know where we're going, because if we don't know our past, we can't possibly conceive of our future. And this is all a game of control, and that is how the negative aliens have controlled this reality specifically, again, in uh, strongholds that happened over many thousands of years. So the last major stronghold was about 5,000 years ago where the core of the earth became corrupted. The, uh, the principle of the feminine spiritual energy was basically evicted off of this planet, and this planet became dominated under a, a patriarchal uh, domination program because that, of course, is the program of choice from the Orion groups and the Negavalian groups because they're very patriarchal dominant. They're very warring kind of beings. They're, they're um, also misogynist. Uh, they consider females to be, you know, breeders and, and subhuman. So there's a lot of that particular overlay that has been put on planet Earth to as well abuse the feminine energy from that particular mindset, which is really coming from the Negavalian genna, which the point of that is, is that a lot of our belief systems on planet Earth are not even human coming from beings that have imposed their system of understanding upon us and we have adopted that from the mind control enslavement to think we're something we're not and it goes very deep into our unconscious and subconscious and instinctual bodies until we become aware of that so the negative healing agenda has been using our history against us, meaning histories of things that have happened, the galactic histories and the traumas that have happened, they used those seed fears to manipulate us. So as an example, two of those particular seed fears are terrorism and cataclysm, because every human being on planet Earth in their cellular body, in the unconscious instinctual levels, which means the flesh knows, the mind doesn't remember, the, the, the conscious self doesn't remember, but the body remembers. The body remembers because the negative alien cannot destroy that memory in the flesh because everything that has happened on this planet is recorded in the nerve system of the planetary grid and means it's part and parcel of us, whether we recognize it or not. So cataclysm is the memory of the total and utter destruction and the trauma that we experienced when we actually destroyed the surface of planet earth which indeed was a mint. this is a memory that is manipulated by the negative aliens so that we recreate it again 
So when we see uh, fears about cataclysm pulse shift where the surface is going to um, you know, be a, a holocaust, you know, we're going to come out of like some kind of nuclear holocaust. This is memory of the past that the negative aliens are promoting the present so that we actually choose that timeline through those memories again and we repeat the cycle so it's like saying very similar to playing a song like in the old days we used to have lps or music you know and there were grooves in these lps the negative aliens keep us in the same groove that's their um structure with manipulating timelines they they influence humanity with archetypes and mind control so that we keep playing out the same dramas the same situations so it's like saying you know even 60 years ago, we go to what Hitler did in Nazi Germany. You know, they pick up those particular remnants and memories, the pain, the trauma, the damage, the utter horror of what was propagated there. And they use those seeds of unresolved energies, unresolved conflicts, because humanity has not been taught to understand the world of forces and of energy, meaning that in any place on the planet where there is extreme trauma like wars, uh, huge amounts of people being killed, like in the Holocaust, like the wars that go on uh, in Darfur and in Africa, in um, you know what's happening in so many remote places on our planet at this time. These are all replaying and feeding the same matrix of genocide, of war, of Holocaust, and they keep perpetuating it because as long as humanity takes the bait, it still acts out in these these programs, they're able to control and feed off those energies. So this is a very, um, a, a, an example of what's happened to the Middle East when we see a war that never ends over there. Uh, and this is being propagated by those particular histories where wars have occurred in that area and they keep replaying the war over and over and over. And, you know, so the question always is, is humanity ever going to learn that they keep repeating the past? And that they have the power in this present moment to change the present and therefore change the future. So if we keep repeating the same patterns and we don't learn from our from our actions, and again, this is why we're not told that the process of our being on planet Earth is an evolutionary process, because again, if we understood that we were here to experience consciousness a spiritual being having a material experience and that it was a part of learning and expression and having that experience go back through consciousness, we keep repeating these cycles over and over again. And so from the guardian perspective, this of course is perfect in the context of learning and expression and playing out polarity forms and archetypes in the material world. But what happened here is the point of destruction was so close to annihilation that it was destroying and really harming the planet and the beings that exist here to the potential where they would be disconnected from their source light because they were becoming more and more deteriorated in terms of becoming disconnected from the soul. You start to become an automaton. You're basically energized by the planetary body and their, your soul and your spiritual light is actually disconnected from the form. And that's what they were trying to create down here. So the potential of these multiple timelines and how the negative alien will, the intruder races use that to manipulate humanity to repeat the pain of the past that they have forgotten because they don't remember Atlantis and they don't remember Lemuria and they don't know we've been in an ET war 
for thousands of years. And that war still is happening in the higher realms, and it plays out on planet Earth in what we see as wars and economies, you know, economic terrorism, um, the rape, the enslavement, uh, how we treat children, how we treat women, all of that when we see in the millions of people that are suffering under that particular timeline, this is because this is the negative alien enslavement program to keep that persisting because that pain and lack of empowerment and disconnection from the source allows them to use the resources of this planet. Because when we understand the planet is an amazing resource, it's a quantic a field of power and light resource, not to mention mineral and other resources, if humanity starts to empower themselves and understand that their thoughts can shift their reality and once they become empowered and connected, that they can actually create beyond this setup, they kind of lose their free pass card down here because as long as we don't know this exists, they're a hidden particular force that a lot of people are aware of, and they're free to wreck their havoc because nobody is enforcing it. You know, nobody is paying attention to it, and they're just playing out the games that the negative aliens are manipulating in terms of influences, which, again, is primarily about creating war and death and blood sacrifice and the things that they do. So, yes, the human being is responsible for their actions, but the big trump card here, the big leverage is, is that most human beings are not aware of the mind control and that this planet is a prison planet and that it's being controlled by beings that are extra dimensional, which means we are not living in sovereignty. We're not living in freedom. We're able to exist within a certain parameter. And then if we go beyond that certain parameter, if we don't play the game, we don't play ball in the way that they want it, that you're targeted. And many of us in the Lightworker family and the Starseed family know this very well because we have you know, received that targeting over and over and over again through whatever means for us is just being who we are, just actually living and breathing and being who your creative expression is on planet Earth. It's It has not been allowed. So for a lot of us, that has felt extremely painful and extremely isolating and even, you know, lonely, meaning what am I doing on this planet, you know, where I can't truly express who I am deep down inside myself. And I think because of that, because of the distortion, when a being cannot express truly who he or she really is at the heart soul level, these distortions happen. And that's these distortions are sexual distortions, mental distortions, you know, we start to become addicted to things to make up for the pain we feel and not being able to truly embody our expression. And this is what we see all around us in the light family and in all of the other families on planet earth where human beings have lost their way what they value what they prioritize what they glamorize what they what they put their resources in and towards is is really in the overall scheme of things worthless we're not valuing life force we're not protecting our children and our resources we're not developing um, our intelligence and our IQ, meaning uh, putting emphasis on art and creative pursuits and allowing beings to find that expression in themselves. Our society doesn't really allow for that. We're here to be conformed and churned out into automatons that just recite and repeat what we've been told without even checking the facts 
all of that is the brainwashing that we have been subjected to since birth. So understanding this larger piece from, again, addressing it with the spiritual maturity of understanding, this is not to create fear. It doesn't need to create fear in any of us. When we understand we are eternal light beings and that we are connected to the source light, that is our protection. That is our security. And then, therefore, when we come into that realization, we know who our authority is. Our authority is not the ego. Our authority is not the negative alien program. Our authority truly is the source light. And as we become more clear about what the source light is, the source light is really the source of humanitarian, unconditional love, unification with all of life, respecting and honoring and loving life and promoting those things that expand life force. So this is the age we are beginning at this time. And clearly, when we look at planet Earth, we can see the negative alien agenda and what has been promoted as a value system on this planet has been the reverse of honoring life force. It's been material, instant gratification, addiction, um, going from one thing to the next, meaning there's a feeling I'll be happy if I just get that house, if I just get that wife, if I just have some babies, I'll be happy. There's always a never-ending search and thirst and hunger that the negative ego just thrusts you into. And this is the unfortunate state of the majority of people on planet Earth who are not aware that that is a brainwashed program that has been placed here through the influence of the negative alien agenda that has actually invaded the brain or the logos of our planet. So now begins that time of re-education and many of us in this family of lightworker Starseed grid worker, we have been working at whatever level of expertise we have come here to bend to remember who we are so that we can embody and physicalize it in this dimension because everything that comes into manifestation in physical matter has to come from the metaphysical level, meaning the blueprint, blueprint structure level has to be embodied into physicality in order to make it a made manifest probability. So this is why the family of, of Christ, the, the beings that have been here, the light beings that have been working on the Ascension timeline, our job was to go into the ethereal, to go to the other planets, to go into the cosmos, get the frequency, get the code, get the blueprints so that we could fully manifest them as an embodiment here. And of course, many of the resistance to that, the controllers that didn't appreciate that effort have really been targeting those beings to prevent them from that achievement and that success of actually reaching that goal, which again, we have reached that goal just recently. But again, with a tremendous amount of support and because the portal finally opened into this, the gateway opened into this universal time matrix, which allowed that to occur because we've been in a closed system, literally a planet net around it, where it made it very, very difficult to be in contact with beings that exist from this family. Again, the guardian force, the God force, the crystal, cosmic crystal consciousness, which is unity intelligence. So well put. And that's why I just, I'm so proud of all of us. And it just was not an easy task and to feel this victory and where we are right now. 
I mean, I think some people just go through 2021st and like, oh, well, nothing's really shifted because they're kind of going about our lives and they just have no idea just how many, you know, just a few of us that have just been working it and working it for lifetimes and lifetimes. And so I think we're, you know, really feeling it and people are kind of catching up with all of it and, and recognizing that, wow, something really has happened and uh, it's feeling a lot less heavy. But I know yes. that, you know, we're just like, we've rounded the corner and it's, I mean, I'm just cheering and I'm like, whoa, this is huge. So, and, and that's, I mean, your work has just been such a, such a huge piece and it's just incredible. Um, but I do want to ask, just not to put fear in anybody, but when you mentioned the window period closing, um, mm-hmm. you know, that it's going to be open for a while and then uh, the, those forces are going to be gone, what is that going to look like and what do people really need to know right now in order to prepare themselves? Because, you know, this isn't going to be an endless thing that's just open. Uh, We are kind of, uh, again, uh, just, yeah, up against some sort of time frame, but without it being like clock time or calendar time. Um, What's that all about and what's that going to look like? What do people need to do to just really just make sure that they're on track before that happens? That's a fantastic question, and and I think really what the number one thing is, is because a lot of people go, my gosh, you know, I'm just not at this level. I don't understand what's going on, and that's okay. The most important thing is to to participate, to consciously participate, and to declare your intention to serve your God source. Do that every day and it's and and pay attention to the promptings and what you're asked to go through as a part of your spiritual ascension and that's really all that it requires at this time because we have so many different levels of beings that exist at different levels of consciousness and again genetic arrangements and spiritual contracts and karmic issues because a lot of also what we are dealing with at this time is the clearing of ancestral and genetic uh, miasm and inherited disturbances that come through the flesh that we inhabit. So we have to remember the bodies that we're in, the flesh bodies that we're in, are not only connected to the interface of the planetary body, they're also connected to these ancestral lines, which trips amounts of histories and memories, and all kinds of things are going on. So a lot of us here also are understanding that we're here to clear and ascend for not only ourselves, but the entire ancestral line. And what you choose in this moment will impact the past and the future, not only for yourself, but for your family of origin. This means your parents and their parents and going back like seven generations. So this is why also this time is so powerful, is that consciously choosing to participate with your spiritual ascension, meaning your soul, become embodied and connected at the highest expression that you're capable, it really has an amazing impact on the field at all of these different levels. And a lot of people go, you know, well, I'm not, it doesn't seem like there's much going on, but the, the issue is understanding a lot of it has to do with the embodiment process. The fact that you're here in a body on planet, on a planet that's ascending right now is an amazing opportunity in consciousness. And as you consciously participate with that, you'll be brought slowly and gradually again at the pace that your spirit, your God self Uh, deems appropriate for you. And this is why it's so important to learn how to access discernment, which is about resonance, meaning when you come across something and you have to make a decision, there's a task at hand in front of you, 
really feel it and ask, is this resonant with me? Is this a yes or a no? Learn not to judge things as good or bad, but as resonance. That's the difference between judgment, which comes from ego, and resonance, which comes from the discernment of the higher self, which is learning how to feel, learning how to sense, and again, follow your own truth and follow your own path, which may not be the same path as the, the person sitting next to you. And I think that's the confusing part, is a lot of us are looking to the external for verification when it really, you have to follow your heart, you have to follow your truth, you have to be fearless and learning how to feel that within yourself and not be scared about what other people will think of you. Will they think you're crazy? Will they do this or that? We're in a time where your spiritual truth in your heart, who you are at the creative expression level is the most important thing. The most important relationship you can develop is with yourself and with your God self, meaning knowing yourself in and out, you know, to know thyself, this is what that means, knowing the contents of your heart, who you really are, and honoring the authentic energy signature that you are. So this is really our task at hand now to really come into what is the content of our heart? What is our heart's desire? What really means something to us? And to do it, observe it and witness it in a way that you're not judging what comes back to you and you start to learn to follow that guidance of your spirit of your soul so that's what's really important if i could give any advice at this time it is to follow your spirit without hesitation don't question it don't you know if your ego starts to get in fear of what's coming to you learn to discern the difference between your ego fears or subconscious or, or you know unresolved emotional conflicts that are creating blockages and fear in your true path because again the true path of who you are will get you to the place of peace and harmony and joy inside you that no one can touch no one can take this away from you no matter what happens and that is truly where the peace lies within your own heart. And to be able to live and embody in that peace is, is truly a joy on planet Earth. And there's so few of us here that actually can have that state of existence naturally. We want to create more of that to allow more people to be able to have the opportunity to feel that, which obviously is the pathway of bringing our world into a better world to live in, an easier world to live in, you know, a world where people feel at peace and connected. And therefore, a lot of this manipulation, addiction, the things that go on that create war and uh, all of the things we know about in the worldscape that ceases to become the important factor because people are learning how to live in peace with themselves and therefore peace with others. Beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Lisa, so <clears throat> the more that uh, people are um, going within and and into their heart and following the steps as you just describe is that going to be enough of like enough being proactive to break from all the programmings and everything or is there is there another step prior to that i mean i i, I think maybe you've got to release some of these programmings to to get fully into your heart or is it all sort of happening in uh together 
That's a great question because, you know, again, I really do feel that a lot of us that have done the groundwork, which is what we agreed to do, and again, there is no new difference. It's understanding that on planet Earth, you know, this drama, this particular thing has been going on in the multi-dimensions of which very few human beings have been understanding has been transpiring, that there has been a war over consciousness on planet Earth, and it's been going on for a very long time. And we have now come to a part where the, there is more support for that for that group of light family that has been aware of that. And I do feel that a lot of us that came here, we were the great crew, and we were to do it to make it easier for others. Again, everybody has their own capacity in terms of what they can take in their process of development. And I think it's really important to also honor the body and honor the self in that balance between avoiding your responsibility of action and taking it too fast or too far and not honoring your emotional body because there really is a fine line between psychotic break and enlightenment, meaning that you have to honor yourself and your path. And if you find yourself seized in fear or terror, then you know that where you should be focused on is not really planetary service or grid work, but you need to get a grip on your own personal fear and terror because the first thing that you need to be cleared in your own body and being is to be fearless where you're not being controlled by wounds. You're not being controlled by terror. You're not being controlled by survival needs anymore. This, this, this is not something that impacts you any longer at the level that it used to. So the first level is really getting to know yourself and loving yourself and becoming your own inner parent. One of the articles I recently wrote, which was actually in December was understanding what the false parent is. And this is really a problem on planet Earth because most of us on planet Earth have not received mother, our true parents, meaning our godparent. We have been raised in a family of origin with a mother and father that have been impacted by the negative alien agenda. And this has created a succession of distortions in our understanding to the masculine and feminine, our true parent is. And so what's important is that we understand that our biological parent is not our true spiritual parent. And again, not from a point of dishonoring that relationship, but under, but there's so many people that harbor um, resentment and pain towards their parents, which impacts them much in their adult life. And it's really coming to terms with you are your own parent. You, you know, that you, your body is your inner child. Your spirit is the parent. When you start to connect to the inner parent, which is your spirit, you learn to have compassion and love and also be a firm parent to the child, meaning the body and the inner child can't just run rampant and do whatever it wants to at any moment. It's like a parent with a two-year-old child. You don't give him a knife or a gun and say, hey, you know. That's, you know, you realize that that's not a safe action and that as a parent, you try to guide and firmly um, guide the child into productive, more productive and more positive energies and thoughts and behaviors. And that's really what we have to do with ourselves is to become our own parent and realize that our biological parents, 
we have any unresolved conflict with our mom, our dad, or a family of origin, we really need to exercise forgiveness, forgive the beings in our life that we have thought hurt us or stunted us, or if they only did this, I could do, I could have done that. You know, these are all games of that negative alien mind control archetype of creating the victim victimizer uh, thought process in us so that we don't rise to the magnificence of our creative spirit within us. So I think one of the first um, things is recognizing taking responsibility for your thoughts, your behaviors, and recognizing where they come from because many times we're a product, it comes very close to home our own parentage. And there's a saying, you know, in the Lightworker Starseed family, you want to know what you came into this world at the macrocosm, the gift and the contribution you give to this planet and what your service is, look at your family. Look at your family of origin because all of those dynamics will tell you exactly what you're here to do, what exactly what you're here to heal and exactly what you're here to forgive because one of the most potent levels of overriding pain, which, again, the dark energy will use to manipulate people and manipulate timelines, is to completely forgive all pain and transgressions through a person, place, or thing that you have perceived has hurt you. When you hold forgiveness and unconditional love in that space, it's incredibly powerful and it changes timelines and it stops the distortion in your genetic material from being passed down to your children. So this is when you do your work, meaning that you come into forgiveness, you come into connection with your spirit, you start to really see the larger purpose of what your spiritual essence is and why you're, you've decided to come on the planet's time to participate with this end cycle of the ascension. This is an amazing opportunity to heal at so many different levels, and it is as simple as total forgiveness to all those beings or places or things that you thought or you believed harmed you, hurt you, stunted you. And then that gives you the freedom to change those patterns and they cease to control you karmically or energetically. So as an example, a lot of times what you'll see is a person that has unresolved conflicts and doesn't understand that they're holding those conflicts. Let's say they have a very painful relationship with their mother or father. That person will tend to duplicate and replicate that exact same pattern in other people repeatedly until they understand what that pattern is, see that pattern, register it, acknowledge it, and then refuse to be controlled by it anymore. Each one of us has the power to do this at any time, and the actual event that you're choosing when you do that is another timeline. It means you are taking yourself off the automaton pattern behavior of just repeating these things over and over again, and you're choosing something else. And eventually, that will bring you into an empowered state where you will be able to view that, meaning those old patterns, what, what happened in your life, and you start to have gratitude for those experiences because you understand the lessons and the evolution you gained by being able to transcend those patterns. And it's, it's truly magnificent when you're able to see it from that level. I just think this is just incredible. I mean, what an amazing answer and just just really just brings people right to themselves and that's really um just I just love the end. I just love it. It's just 
Awesome. And it just leads me to my next question. Um, because, you know, people really don't have relationship uh, model to them or just the inner relationship of internal harmony model to them by their parents or by society uh, because of all the distortions, you know, in religion, even though those who abandon religion, they still pick up on it. Um, how can, uh, with this crumbling patriarchy, how can we best understand how to support, you know, the role you know, for men, how can they support the role of the divine feminine? And for women, how can they best support the role of the divine masculine? Because, you know, without having an idea, there's, you know, power struggles and confusions about what our roles are. Um, so, yeah, how can we, you know, best understand the role um, that we can best support uh, between the sexes? That is such a fantastic question. And I think this is something you, you know, Laura and Dr. Dream and I will probably be talking about this for many years to come because this is a place where a dialogue needs to be continued and a door needs to be opened. I am so aware of the issues around this and the pain and the devastation that this creates in everyone on planet earth, you know, again, that truly desires to just experience loving, healthful relationships and seems to be unable to actually experience that or create that in their lives and the, and the utter chaos and pain and damage that can create the broken hearts it can create because not understanding context makes it very confusing. So I think the first part of it is is coming to a level of educating yourself, which means that which feels true to you. It doesn't mean accepting someone else's truth, understanding, you know, again, and this is something that we're offering to the audience to really understand that a part of the manipulation that has happened on planet Earth is an utter and total manipulation of gender on this planet. And it has infected and infiltrated every aspect of society and who we are. It's impacted our relationship skills and or lack of because so many of us have not been uh, given the proper coaching and development in our emotional bodies, in our communication styles, learning how to communicate compassionately and being able to hold that no matter what, if you're feeling scared or frightened, treating people with love and respect no matter what. This is very difficult for a lot of people that get triggered into these excruciating, painful programs between men and women. So first of all, bringing that to the awareness gives a lot of compassion to both men and women on this planet because I think there are stages of development when most of us, I mean, for a very long time, the quote-unquote New Age consciousness, light-working consciousness, has been talking about the change of the age to the masculine to the feminine for a long time. So this is not a concept that's new. I think the depth and the breadth and the scope of what that means is not largely understood. And that's what we're attempting to find. A lot of it is hard to language, bringing language and expression and dialoguing in. And I feel that dialogues between honest, loving, compassionate dialogues between men and women are crucial at this point and will continue to be crucial in order to bridge the gap of the pain and the terror that both men and women have felt on this planet from the per perception of obligations and gender roles that have been superimposed on us that are entirely false. And a lot of the times, you know, we may be in the consciousness setting or light workers, but we're operating a program we don't know that's controlling us. And so, like, as an example, um, victim victimizer programs that the negative alien agenda uses on men and women, men is the hero savior and women is the femme pal. 
So you'll have that playing out where, again, what, the, what actually is going on when people identify with those archetypes is that it's a point of power they believe they are, meaning that they feel powerful or they feel connected when they are exercising these particular archetypes in either polarity. Because, again, remember that either polarity, meaning dark or light, can exist at variation level of the scale between any of those identity archetypes. Like say you can feel like, you know, a, a man may be raised with an understanding. He's got to be a breadwinner. He's got to be a hero to his woman. He's got to feel heroic. And by feeling that, by expressing that, he feels powerful. He feels connected. He has a sense of self and a sense of identity. Now, the problem with that is, is that's not really who he is. Deep down at the spiritual level, who he is is a, an internal God light with a certain kind of unique signature that may have nothing to do with that archetype that has been superimposed on him since birth because he's been told, you know, by his dad or by his family members, you know, look, you got to get educated, you got to make money, you got to get out there, you got to move it and to shake it. And that's what we've been told to do, you know, through these particular social settings in order to be supposedly well adjusted adults in society, this is what you what you need to do and it's very rigid so we have a lot of of pain in those patterns that have been superimposed on us for 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 people that really love us but don't know any better don't understand that this has nothing to do with the creative expression of soul because when you suppress the soul the first thing that happens is you're depressed We've got a big problem on planet Earth with depression and sadness. And again, people that try to cope with that depression and sadness because the soul is being suppressed. The second that you cannot be who you are, your soul cannot be fully expressed, you're sad. So you find things to make you happy. So we have a lot of that problem on planet Earth where we're not recognizing their discontent, their unhappiness their um, dissatisfaction with their lives. It, ne it, not, it not necessarily is your wife or your children or your job. It's because you're not actually expressing who you truly are. So the mistake people make a lot of the times is they don't look to the partner that's in front of, let's say you're, you're married or you're in a relationship, and realize that that relationship holds an incredible opportunity for learning and for change, and that that relationship is not there by accident meaning that it's there as a potential learning opportunity that you can see in yourself areas that you have ignored in yourself. Where are you not allowing yourself to express your heart, your soul, your feelings, and your responsibility to that partner to tell that partner what your true feelings are? And I think that's the support that both men and women need to realize with each other is being able to open dialogues that are safe. There isn't screaming involved. There isn't accusations involved that you're able to hold a clean, peaceful, loving, forgiving space that allows true heart-based dialogues to occur in that space. And sometimes people may need coaching to kind of help them get to that, that point, to be able to truly be vulnerable and put your guts on the table and be seen at this level because one of the deepest fears humanity has is that they're not lovable. I'm not lovable. No one will love me if they see me like this. And the pain and the isolation that we all feel. And so getting beyond our fear 
years and really put, putting our guts on, it, on, our, on the table and showing the authentic human self, this is what moves people. And all of us see this also whenever we see a performer, an artist that gives their heart and our, their soul to their music or to their art, how we're moved profoundly because we can feel the spiritual source moving through them and how beautiful it is. And most of the time in that setting, when men and women come together in true heart-based selfless desires, meaning I'm here to support your spiritual truth. I'm here to support your connection to your innermost self. And I'm going to hold that for you, even though I might be terrified that it might break up our relationship. This, I think, is crucially important, is learning selflessness and to remove codependence in the relationship setting and to realize that it's men and women that are coming into the empowerment of understanding what our true core source energy is, the most powerful thing we can do for each other, whether it's your partner, whether it's friends, whether it's acquaintances, is that you hold the highest vision that each being connect to their heart, to their spirit, because that is where their joy is. And if there is something eating that joy, there is something suppressing that ability to fully know the spirit, that that is really allowed as a part of the expression. And at the same time, understanding a lot of us have defense mechanisms because a lot of what I've seen in guides of spiritual truth is, well, then I need to have sex with people because that'll make me happy. And that's definitely not a spiritual truth. So it's also understanding we're talking about true honest, heart to heart, what, you know, being able to be transparent and be vulnerable to truly know who we are in the presence of others. And that requires an intimacy with ourselves before we can actually get to that point. We can share this kind of intimacy with others because when we start sharing that intimacy with others, this is the connection. This is when you start feeling incredibly profound relationships that are meaningful and loving and not sort of this false superficial thing where so many of us, especially in our can relate in our early lives have felt like we're not being seen. You know, we're in a group, but we feel very lonely or feel very disconnected because nobody's really connecting to truly who we are as a thing. But the, the truth of this matter is, is that no one will connect to you as an authentic being until you know what that part of yourself is. So you have to know the authentic part before others will connect to you. And this is why taking that first step, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to express from your heart is truly important because it's it's a part of also you, the individual knowing what really makes your heart happy, what really where you feel peace, where you feel joy. A lot of us don't know what what that feels like. We think we know what it feels like because somebody told us if we have a lot of money and we have a nice house and we drive a car, we're going to be happy. So you have to come down to what truly when you feel your body when you lose time and you feel enthralled with an activity you're doing, what are you doing? Because that is definitely a clue that tells you you're connecting to your soul. Your soul is about peace and joy and feeling that in your body. So pay attention to those things that truly give you that sense 
in your day-to-day activities of your life. So you learn more about those things that make you happy and peaceful and connected where you feel really good and keep reinforcing that in your life and explaining that to the people around you that love you, whether it's family or friends that are looking at you and saying, why did you quit your job and what's wrong with you and why are you doing this? That you have a verbiage to say, I'm following my heart. You know, I know it sounds sappy, you know, when you say that to a 3D person, they're going, well, that's not practical. That's not logical. But the bottom line is, is that you're you're listening to your heart and your job is not to make anyone else happy but you. And I think this is probably one of the most important things to remember as we move forward with the dialogue between men and women. You know, there is a lot of that where we come into extremes because we've been in a severely uh, dominant patriarchal overlay. There's going to be a tendency to kind of go on the other side of this feminism. You know what I mean? The the support or, you know, kind of go into the imbalance of the female. And what's really important here is we don't want to create division. This is about all of us. This is about unity. This is about helping men and women from a point of empowerment, which is their connection to their spirit and allowing those dialogues to occur um, so that people can be rid of these programs of these false archetypes that manipulate us to think that we are these things that we're not. And then ultimately we feel very sad and we don't know why it's a feeling of depression or malaise, or I'm not getting it, or I feel disconnected. This is because there is a part of your spirit, your heart that's not being expressed. And your spirit is trying to guide you in that direction. If you ask and you put your attention there, you will receive a tremendous amount of information. But there's also patience involved because spirit does not communicate in language. You're not going to get this written down detail. <laughs> You're going to get these breadcrumbs that take you on a journey, and that journey is your journey. So pay attention in the moment. Honor your journey. Try to buy patience when you're feeling frustrated. You know, keep working your tools. Again, one of the tools we offer is the 12-dimensional shield. It's an ability to focus your mind and learn how to disconnect from that ego self by focusing it through meditation, through mindfulness, learning how to, again, source the difference between the mind is running you, running you into fear, running you into shoulds, coulds, woulds, and all of these things. You know there's a program running, and you want to, again, address that and come back to learning how to be. What does it be? What does the being feel like? What does it feel like to be in your heart? Really start to pay attention to the sensations that that brings to you. Mm. So we could talk forever about that one. That is a huge, I'm sure we'll be talking more about that. Yeah. I just, I, I love um, how you frame all of this. And, and this information is is so needed right now. Um, I just love that um, that we're getting to include all this, and all because of uh, technical difficulties on the first interview. So this is this is really excellent. Fantastic. Yes. Now, um, I'd like to invite you to share with us about the externalization of the crystal star. Mm-hmm. The extern- the externalization of the crystal star is quite frankly, is also another term I think a lot of us have heard and not understood exactly what it meant. Um, Many spiritual texts, many religious texts even have spoken of the return of Christ. And we're at the time where that indeed 
is something that is occurring, but not in the context of which many people can understand on planet, because the Christ is not a singular human being. As certain religions would propagate through their own interpretation, the Christ would be a man named Jesus, you know, one human being that came here and it's going to be his return. But in actuality, what's happening is the Christ consciousness is an actual intelligence field, and it is a part of our layers of spiritualities. So the return of the Christ, the return of the crystal star presence, is a type of intelligence field that is very different than what this planet has had in this density for a long period of time. When we understand, again, world of forces, world of energy, the frequencies that the third dimensional time existed within, the crystal star presence or the the cosmic Christ consciousness is actually liquid. It's a liquid plasma kind of pulsar light, and it's a different kind of substance than we have had on planet Earth that exist at this elemental level, meaning the elements and the substances that we have on planet Earth, this particular quality of of light source, of frequency, uh, has not existed here in this way. So because of the opening within the galactic uh, gateway that is open at this time, it has allowed that presence to access here on planet Earth. And again, is a part of a lot of the quote-unquote war on consciousness because the beings that had controlled this reality really did not want that to occur because they wanted to control this reality into whatever means suits them, into their particular agendas and timelines. So the return of this is not something they're happy with at all. Uh, It is a type of frequency and an embodiment uh, that is connected to also a mathematical architecture that aligns into the source light. So it's something that cannot be replicated and duplicated like the negative aliens have done in the past, because that is that's actually what has happened a lot is they have they're fantastic at creating realities, but what they've done is they've created dead realities that needed to be powered by some kind of of source light. So soul bodies and human beings have been used to power and generate uh, certain realities that they actually want to create in other time fields and timelines. This is so sort of a parasitic relationship that's been created here on planet Earth. So the crystal star presence in Christ consciousness, to really describe what it is, is a model of sustainability. The, the Christ light is not vampiric. It, it is not parasitic. It is fully sustained in its own direct connection with source that is perpetually everlasting and perpetually eternal, meaning it is exchanging directly into the heart of God. And that exchange allows a perpetual supply of light and energy that is eternal. That is not what has happened on planet Earth here, because on planet Earth, we've been in a finite energy supply, and that has been as well a part of the disconnection and the negative alien shenanigans in literally closing in on the quantic field of planet Earth, which also comprises the many souls that are here, the souls that have been incarnated in a part of this planet. So all of that energy, that quanta, has been honest and used which again is a part of interfering with the being, the earth and the inhabitants here having the ability to actually connect to this eternal supply of light. So this particular uh, configuration is indeed mathematical. And in the grid system on planet earth, um, the guardians call this chalice, 
configurations. And these are actual mathematical proportions which allow a third field to be generated and create a trinity field. And that trinity, when it merges, becomes a neutral field. And the neutral field, like zero point, is life-giving and life-enhancing, meaning it's sort of like a rejuvenation, and it really supplies energy lifers that really supports not only human beings, but the planet. So the crystal star on Christ consciousness is, again, coming to planet Earth to end the consumptive modeling that has been put here as a part of the negative alien agenda has been generated from that parasitic relationship and, again, propagating that vampire relationship on the planet and therefore a lot of unconscious human beings also propagate the vampiric energy without understanding what they're feeding or what they're connected to so as we come into the embodiment and the connection with the with the christ and the inner crystal spirit the, the christ presence we become more inner sustained and this means that we don't need to vampirize, control, or manipulate things in the external reality in order to their power to manifest what we want, which is the game of the negative aliens. So it's like saying, in order to control the many sky, in order to control certain realities on planet, there is a harvesting of human beings that are not using that energy source because they don't know it exists. So it's like saying, this is... Uh, it's, it's, it, truth is truly stranger than fiction, but it's like saying if you're aware of your soul and you don't know how to connect to that intelligence and power, which is an energetic source, somebody else is going to be using it. And that's exactly what's happened on planet Earth. This is why none of this information is made available to the human beings on this planet. I actually participate with what's happening on planet Earth because if human beings start to claim the return to rightful owner and realize they're multidimensional, they have spiritual bodies that they can access that belong to them, that is part and parcel of them, it's their body part. So it's like saying the negative alien agenda has taken body parts that belong to humanity. And they were never given the right to do that from, again, the place of the guardian forces is like saying this is a violation where you're interfering with life forms. You're taking away their ability to connect to their own source. This cannot continue. And this is, again, why the crystal forces Christ consciousness is returned to planet Earth at the opening in the gateway allowed in, in the center of, again, our Milky Way galaxy, that opening, that alignment phase locked and allowed the universal door to open, which allowed a pool of access. And this is why it's happening now. So, again, this has been a part of the return. You know, we've known this for a very long time. People have talked about the return of Christ for goodness knows how long that this was going to happen. We just didn't know when. And this is the time where that portal is open and allowed that access. And it's the end of consumptive modeling. It's the end of parasitism and vampirism and using other people's energies in order to manifest what you want. So this is, again, people are going to start to see this also in their own lives and will start to receive, in a sense, backlash because we have to learn the new physics laws are changing on planet Earth at this time, which means before you would have people using other people and their energies to manifest something. This was very common in the, the spiritual guru relationship. You have somebody that gets a bunch of people to worship them as a guru 
And those people's energies are being used by that guru to manifest whatever he's trying to manifest. It could be his new Mercedes. It could be his house on the hill. And again, all in the guise of spirituality. So this is how spiritual abuse has happened on planet Earth, where, you know, the natural mechanics of God's creation, understanding the law of that creation have been abused. And, and that, in a sense, is called black magic. When you're abusing the law of the natural elements and world of forces and you're using it to serve yourself from very selfish means and you are impacting others' ability to connect to the source directly, this is black magic. So in a sense, that's what's happened to planet Earth. A lot of black magic, a lot of reversal grids where you have people that want to be powerful, they want to be in control, they have you know, called themselves the self-proclaimed ruler or king or guru, and then they use the groups of people that they gather through whatever shenanigans they have been able to trick people into believing that they're higher or more evolved than them, which usually comes from second chakra charm and charisma. Most of the time you'll see that people that have been very popular gurus in the past are very charming. They're seductive in a certain way. Uh, Some of them sleep with all of their followers under the guise that this is enlightenment. This is spiritual abuse. This has nothing to do with enlightenment. This has to do with somebody who's accessing a higher dimension of energy and fooling people on planet Earth to believe that it's consciousness, that it's God, that it's light, and it's not. It's false light. So this is the end of the false light period. We're still going to have a lot of people that are interacting with the false light. So being aware of that, because, again, it's it's a re-education and a rehabilitation process to come into the awareness. But the good news is, is that those structures will cease to be supported in the same way. So we will start to see a lot more crumbling of those particular structures that cannot be intersustainable on their own, meaning that there is some form of abuse that has been going on. And and the sad part of this is, is most people that are participating with this have no idea what they're feeding. So this, this again, it is crucial to understand there is no judgment here. It's understanding that we have reached a milestone in the change of the physics on planet Earth, and we need to adapt and to understand how to work in harmony with those frequencies so that we can become in harmony with ourselves. This is the, po- the potential opportunity we have at this time. But we will obviously see the old pattern persist. Because a lot of people are not understanding that change right now. But normally what will happen is the feeding line, meaning the the yield of which someone in that position was getting, they will cease to yield the same kind of frequency that will sustain, meaning the quantic field of light that they've been using to manifest something. It will cease to be uh, sustainable to the point that their organization will dismantle, their following will dismantle. And again, this is just one example of many. This is also applying to corporations, to, you know, Apple, to, you know, lots of businesses that have used um, deception, lies, marketing, putting lipstick on a pig, you know, tricking people, you know, into this hypnosis, buy this, buy this, buy this, right? This is, this is consumptive modeling. So that consumptive modeling is coming to an end. So we're going to see some really interesting things in the next years, but also understand this is, we're just beginning. This is a long time. You know, we'll probably see this going on for many years to come, but the beauty is, is that we have, that we have the opportunity to participate with that now and make changes in our life now, which again help us 
to have a more peaceful, joyful time through the process. Because I think the most painful thing is when we don't understand why something's happening to us in our life. Right. You know, when, when we're being, you know, our life is being dismantled, our money's gone, our relationship ends, we're like, oh, my God, you know, what did I do? You know, and you're in this this pain. So understanding context of dismantling um, is part and parcel of the ascension process and attempting to participate with it from a point of context and understanding. You can say, look, this is very painful. I don't like this. At the same time, I understand something higher is at work here, and I'm to honor that. This is That approach is going to make your life tremendously easier rather than kicking and screaming on the way. <laughs> but you know what I mean? The more you resist, the more it's going to hurt. So understand there is a larger process at work now. The physics on planet Earth is changing. We will be required to adapt to that change. So relax. You know, try to find context in your own truth and what makes sense to you in terms of what you're dealing with in your day-to-day life and, and try to relax into it and understand there's a higher meaning and purpose for this. And that makes it quicker and more rapid and much easier to grow. Oh, gosh, incredible. Uh, you touched upon uh, my next question a little bit, but I just want to uh, maybe dig a little bit deeper into this area. Um, I mean, what do you expect from the dark forces now that we've uh, crossed over December 21st? Because as we know that things are crumbling, I mean, do you see them stepping up the evil in retaliation or possibly surrendering? Because, you know, there's reptilians living underground, there's been breeding programs and hybridizations and super soldiers and all these technologies and artificial intelligences created, you know, wanting to, you know, create a police state and give us the RFID chip that are seem to still yeah. be in place to some degree. Where do you see all that going as we are, you know, still maintaining the light and moving into this, uh, in a sense, a bifurcation on the Ascension timeline, you know, yes. slowly separating from it. Yes. Is, that, is that what's happening? Abs- yes, I would agree with that because, and mostly, again, this has to do with the rehabilitation process, meaning there's still an incredible amount of human beings that feed that, and you know what I mean, and are scared by it. And this is a part of that issue of being able to observe being a witness without judging it is is a is really what's important at this time. In my experience in dealing with negative alien forces, I must say that I equate them to bullies and feral animals. And it's kind of like when you see a feral animal and you go like, "Hey kitty kitty, I love you." You know, let me give you some food and pet you. And the cat comes and, you know, bites your arm. You know, it's the same kind of feral energy that I come up against when in at those times that it has been necessary for whatever reason to come face to face with the negative alien contingent. This saddens me because what I feel that is, is that they will fight to the death because that's all they know. And that, that's very sad. At the same time, um, in my awareness, I have been uh, aware and involved at times in dialogues, conversations, in knowing that absolutely every opportunity of benevolence, of change, of transition, of choice has been offered to those contingents. And I would have to say, too, this is um, smaller in numbers. So meaning that we have a lot that has been evicted already, but at the same time, there's a lot of contingents here 
in uh, the lower dimension, so meaning like underground, uh, and those that will fight to the end. And, you know, again, that just makes me sad because one thing that is very clear to me is that the crystal star presence, the God source, is always going to choose compassion and love and choice first. But sometimes what's happening because the fields are changing and it's like saying the dimensions of which certain contingents have existed in phantom or dead spaces, sort of pockets of which they have existed, are ceasing to exist, which means they are um, evicted out of that space with nowhere to go. So it's like saying you have beings that are being forced out of spaces from the natural mechanics of the energy movement on planet Earth. They're not understanding these energy mechanics very well. They just find themselves being expelled from a particular space. And these forces, meaning Christ forces, benevolent forces, assist in that way and attempt to negotiate, attempt to transit. But again, what do you do when the being refuses to cooperate at any level because they don't want to move or they're terrified or they're acting like a feral animal. So in my experience, that has been a lot of what goes on in the soul, uh, the astral planes and in some of the lower planes where you're dealing with a consciousness that is so old and so ancient and it has been here for so long and it's actually terrified and, you know, what I have seen is that in some cases it gets obliterated, not from any doing of forces that are involved, but from the natural event of the energy shifting and them refusing to move into a, a higher or a different space. As an example, this happened in Bali last year where, um, again, like you, Laura, we don't always get the instruction set, you're just asked to show up somewhere. And basically there was an eviction that took place over there. And I was a part of that eviction process. And I went to uh, a temple that was completely um, infested with a Luciferian family that was using this temple and the Balinese over there to, you know, feed off of. And going to that temple, you know, I heard, you know, at level, a lot of the times, if I'm involved in certain projects like this, that I'm called as a physical person to show up at a particular location. The way I experience this is it's not Lisa talking, it's me, but it's not as you're hearing me now. There's a dialogue that I observe that's happening with my Christ self and whatever this other entity is. And this transpired at that time. And I told him at that time, we told you that we were we were returning and you were given plenty of time to to make this change to be able to uh move from this and you didn't and it was like this you know demo, this demonic family was you know spitting and hissing and attacking me and you know from from its position like a feral animal it's just defending its territory it, it believes from that existence that stunted growth that it's been there millions of years and it also has enslaved a lot of the issue why also they were being evicted is they had enslaved all these humans that believed that they had to be in service to that temple because they had worshiped there and they believed that they were sinners and they had to work in the temple in their afterlife to serve this demonic family because they believed it was one of their gods. So this is the, the strange thing that goes on in the afterworld, that this goes on after you leave a body. 
you know, where you have beings that are stuck in space time with absolutely no concept of time or space, right? Because time and space, again, that's, that's another whole conversation, but it doesn't exist in the way that it does here also in terms of a linear uh, experience that we have. You could be stuck somewhere for a million years and it, you'd have no idea that's how long you were there in that space. And that was what was going on was a type of eviction. And this entity did not want to cooperate, basically um, just spewed at me, just hate and venom. And, you know, and we had it was very clear to me that we had given this this family, this being plenty of time. Uh, they had been served their eviction notice, so to speak. They had been given plenty of time to to choose other things. They had been given options and they refused. So what do you do in that case? And this is this is the painful thing, because I will say the Christ consciousness and the guardian force does not instigate or engage, but it will defend because it has to. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like saying if somebody comes at me with a knife, I can't just stand there. You know what I you know what I'm saying? If somebody's racing at me, you have to, you know, you have to act accordingly and defend yourself. And what is happening is that in the course of that, there is some obliteration going on and it's horribly saddening to everybody involved because in every experience I have had with the Christ consciousness and with God force, people think of it as impersonal. It is not. It is, it is a feeling of love and respect and caring for all things. So it's something, you know, a lot of people kind of feel, well, this impersonal God force, it's just impersonal. I have never felt it that way. And, and I, I feel the, the pain the, in the heart of when something decimates itself because it won't move to another level or it doesn't understand there, there is a definite pain in that but the issue on planet earth is this planet is ascending it can't be stopped you know and and we we've tried so hard this family has tried so hard to give that information to everyone on this planet you know at all of these different consciousness levels to be able to participate with it and adapt to this change and that's what we're dealing with at this time. So, again, at some levels that presents a wild card, Laura, you know, in your question, because the choice always remains with the individual. There is no force ever that is, that is imposed on any being. But conversations have been had. Alternatives have been given. And if those alternatives are not taken for whatever reason, there's not much that can be done because that choice comes down to that particular level of existence. And that is definitely, I would say, a sadness that exists with this time. At the same time, there is an understanding that there is a necessity to evolve and there is a, a larger responsibility to a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. And this, so in a sense, it's very much like triage. We are serving the larger whole in having an access. And at the same time, there are some casualties in that. Not that they have not been given every opportunity and awareness, but because of their choice. And you have to honor that choice. There's there's nothing you can do about that. You know what I mean? Force is never an option. The law of one is all about self-sovereignty and freedom of choice. There can never be an imposition or a superimposition on another. And that's 
really the definition at another level of sovereignty and protecting the freedom of each being's right to make that choice. So and unfortunately, sense, yeah, it's it like w- w- the picture I'm getting, which 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 I reflect on a lot, is it's like the immune system wiping out disease and the disease saying, no, I'm not ready to go, but the force yes. of it is strong enough in most cases to succeed, but it's it's a struggle. <laughs> That's exactly, that's a perfect analogy. That's a perfect analogy because a lot of the work, you know, and I've used that example many times in trying to help people understand the level of work we do out in the field. It's like if you think of the planet as a, as a human body or you think of the universe as a body, think of a human body, what has happened, like what a phantom space and a dead space is, is like a tumor in the body. So what happens in the body's immune system when the body has an infection a sickness and, and the body's starting to get really sick, a tumor will be the automatic immune system will start to build a tumor to collect that infection. So the infection is isolated in one particular area of the body and it doesn't go systemic, right? It doesn't it pollute the blood. It doesn't start going systemic. And that's the purpose of a tumor. And that is exactly what this is. It's like tumors and infections and pockets, that are in the planetary consciousness fields and also in universal dimensional fields where these are called phantom matrices. And they're basically like tumors. And it's dead energy is there and waste product is there. And in some cases, many cases, a level of existence is there. And what do you do with that? You know, so it really, it's exactly how you said is these phantom spaces, these dead holes, disinfection, must be inoculated in order to support the entire organ. And again, I am, I, I just must say again and emphasize in my awareness, every opportunity, every potential access to bring this information to the Senate has been attempted. And you can see how difficult it is because of how few of us on planet Earth are actually aware that this is happening at all. That's the extent of the prison and the control that is happening and why so many of us that have this particular uh, contract with Planet, um, you know, it is very similar to working undercover. It has been an undercover job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, Lisa, this has just been uh, so incredible this evening. We, um, I hate to even look at the time and realize that, um, that, that we're very, very close to the end. Um, I want to give you uh, an opportunity to um, share with us where people can connect with you um, and just tell a little bit about the website because it is so full um, with so many features and, and so many wonderful tools. Um, I'd like to have people uh, you know, really understand that. Oh, thank you so much. Well, the website is energeticsynthesis.com. And again, it is a work in progress. It's really always uh, building and evolving. It is a container, which is a consciousness. So again, the holding of energetic synthesis is both the website and an online community, which is an energetic containment field. So the community is more of an ascension library. It's a place to use very similar as a mystery school where you ask yourself, what do I need today 
to connect to what is in the highest expression of benefit for myself today. And if you can, the community is actually designed for that purpose, that you are guided to the places, meditations, treatments, exercises, studies, learning about galactic history, learning about some of these things we've been talking about, learning how to protect yourself, finding the language of ascension. This is all within the community. And the the website itself has a tremendous amount of free resources in the Ascension Library. Uh, the resources itself, the shifting timelines is the monthly guardian perspective of the theme that they feel is most important for that month. So it's a timeline that is building. That's what the, the newsletter actually is. There's a podcast to listen to if you're not a reader, if, you, if it's easier to listen to the newsletter. There's a ton of tools to clear negative ego on psychic self-defense classes so that you can learn better to discern energies that you come in contact with in the environment. Uh, there's videos. Um, you know, So there's a lot of free resources to check out. Uh, just to get sort of a taste, because I think it's really important for you to feel what resonates in your own heart. Um, additionally, I know we have a short period of time, but the recent release as of uh, January 11th from the Guardians is a project they have me working on over the last year called the Hyros Gamma System. And that first level of the release, which is called the cal calibration method, has been released to the public. So if you go to the website under Hieroscamos, you will see the introduction, the required reading, the energetic concepts. There are the ES Core Triad and Higher Mind Mentor are suggested spiritual practices to incorporate in your day-to-day -day life to learn energetic a boundary testing to learn how to command your space, meaning set your space and your field in your home where you sleep to your home soul frequency, to your frequency. Uh, lots of tools there to begin with. So, again, um, I, I hope that it is really helpful to our any of our listeners that are really looking for that kind of information to find an empowerment tool to incorporate as a day-to-day -day practice. That's so great, and um, you know, I'm really invite all anyone who ever listens to this to to please visit your site. Um, you know, look at the membership, but they can get the newsletter with without joining, and and you know, really to dive into all this material. It, as I said before, it's so valuable and so needed right now, and just you know, such. Um, so much gratitude to you, Lisa, for for everything you're doing and. Um, and just knowing your story and all that you've been through and, and, um, I, I just, uh, I, I never knew that there was, that there were people like you and Laura in the world. And, um, and now I'm just, um, so honored to, to be in, in your presence and Laura's presence and the, the presence of all of us who are, you know, really reaching and, and expanding. And so thank you so much for, um, for being with us tonight. Thank you so much, Dr. Dream. Again, I'm I'm thrilled to be with you both. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, Lisa. Every time uh, we talk, every time I hear you, I'm literally, I see myself dancing in the ethers, like happier than I've ever been, ever. Um, I, I can't put it into words. And, and like it lasts for, it, it just never stops. Every time I just tap into you for a moment, I'm back. So thank you so much for all your time and for coming on twice. Uh, this is incredible information. I can't wait to just share it. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks. Just so much gratitude. Fantastic. Much love to you both. Thank you so much.
Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for coming. So um, we are just a bit out of time right now. Um, we'll be posting tomorrow who our guest is for next week. And take a look at the touroflove.com site and Gaia um, CosmicGaiaSophia.com for more information about uh, what we're up to, and we'll look forward to everyone joining us next week. Thank you all so much. Good night.